Good morning, I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. It's good to have you with us here this morning for the Congregation of Prayer, a guide for daily meditation and prayer around God's Word. It's Monday, May 29th, 2023. It is Pentecost Monday. If you follow the church calendar, if you follow the secular government calendar, it is Memorial Day. And, um, or maybe you follow both. <laughs> Today, what we're going to do is hear the readings for Pentecost Monday, um, being a feast day of the church. So we'll look at those, but we're actually going to expand the second reading. Um, actually, I don't have the Old Testament reading lined up, but that's fine. We can do the epistle and the gospel. Then, um, uh, but we will remember those who have uh, died in service to for our freedom, and the chief freedom that they died for, of course, is uh, articulated in the first and the Bill of Rights, right in the First Amendment, um, namely the the right to assemble and confess and believe in Christ and and to speak that word publicly for the sake of our neighbor, so-called religious freedom. Um, maybe before we begin, just a note on that, and because I had a comment yesterday, I was. Uh, Don and Karen's 50th wedding anniversary celebration. Uh, congratulations to them. And uh, one of our members made a comment to me and said uh, um, that things uh, used to be more decent and uh, people uh, had more shame. They didn't do things in public. We talked about that in Bible class yesterday morning as well. And, uh, the re- and then they made a comment that, uh, you know, in their living memory, they remember when our country was a, a Christian nation. And uh, I've spoken against that in many contexts that sort of thinking, it had the appearance of godliness and yet without actual substance, right? And civil government can only have the appearance of godliness. It can't actually, uh, the government cannot promote faith, right? Uh, There's a distinction. That doesn't mean you can't have Christian rulers who are Christian in their confession, of course, um, but they're also civil rulers and that vocation is distinct from um, preachers of the gospel, okay? So our country uh, may have had, uh, well, certainly was more moral and upstanding. They, they uh, had more respect for things like the Ten Commandments, right? Both um, in acknowledgement of that word being useful, good, and true, but also in their own daily lives, right? But what, this is what we would not call a, a Christian um, country, but actually a moral or a virtuous country. And... Our country has never been Christian. Uh, actually, it was intentionally founded to not articulate a specific faith uh, as its own, uh, despite things like, under threat of communism, adding uh, under God to uh, uh, the, uh, what is it, the thing that we say to the flag? Uh, Pledge of Allegiance, right, and on the currency. Well, what God is that? Be more specific. It doesn't say under God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. If it said that, then you could maybe make the argument that we're a Christian nation, you see? Right, so it's intentionally not specifically Christian, but that does not mean that we uh, can't pray for and ask God for a civil um, religion of sorts, people to be religiously adhering to morality, virtue, um, as articulated in the scriptures, um, but we would suggest also revealed um, naturally in creation, right? which is why it's not required that you be a Christian to be a virtuous person. It is required that you confess faith in Christ to be saved, all right? So that's the two kinds of righteousness we talk about. And so we want to be careful, especially on a day like today, when um, people will think of um, their decorating of the graves of the dead as 
um, the dead being some, you know, martyrs or saints. Not exactly, right? Good neighbors, certainly. Um, people to be remembered and to be upheld and uh, even um, celebrated in that they made sacrifices for the sake of their neighbor and giving their life. But the only thing that's going to save them from sin, death, and the devil is Jesus and faith in Christ. God willing, many of those who have died protecting our country were also um, Christians. Uh, but to die for our country did not save them. Right? Um, they're actually faith in Christ is all that can save. All right. So um, we should make a distinction between American civil religion and um, the Christian faith, uh, which also has a religious you know, life to it, the way that we live as, as Christians. And sometimes those two things are, um, have, have much in common. Um, but our country does not have faith in Christ, right? Nor could it, actually, I would suggest. Um, it's actually not possible. It's not the church. All right. So just as a note, um, to keep these things distinct, and actually everything benefits from that then. Faith in Christ is supported, um, as well as um, a noble sacrifice um, for countrymen and can also be upheld and kept in proper um, context, right? And can be celebrated then on its own merit and not as if it was some kind of um, um, pseudo-Christian religious uh, sacrifice, right? It's not, it's not the death of Christ for sins, but it is still virtuous and noble and worthy to be praised, all right? Just uh, in a humanly way, right? In a neighborly way. All right, so there's your introduction. <laughs> I was rumbling around in my head. I have to kind of make that introduction every year. It's the reason why we don't have Memorial Day celebrations um, in place of Pentecost, for example, on Sunday morning. Right? Because it's it's civil religion. It's it's the religious life of our country as a country. Um, which, uh, again, you know, could turn into idolatry or maybe uh, can be kept in its proper sphere and just recognized as uh, as love for neighbor. Good. All right, let's get the devotion up on the screen and we'll get going. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Okay. Psalm 143. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Give ear to my pleas for mercy. In your faithfulness answer me in your righteousness. Enter not into judgment with your servant, for no one living is righteous before you. For the enemy has pursued my soul, he has crushed my life to the ground. He has made me sit in darkness like those long dead. Therefore, my spirit faints within me, my heart within me is appalled. I remember the days of old, I meditate on all that you have done. I ponder the work of your hands, I stretch out my hands to you. My soul thirsts for you like a parched land. Answer me quickly, O Lord, my spirit fails. Hide not your face from me lest I be like those who go down to the pit. Let me hear in the morning of your steadfast love, for in you I trust. Make me know the way I should go, for to you I lift up my soul. Deliver me from my enemies, O Lord. I have fled to you for refuge. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Let your good spirit lead me on level ground. For your namesake, O Lord, preserve my life, and your righteousness bring my soul out of trouble. And in your steadfast love, 
you will cut off my enemies, and you will destroy all the adversaries of my soul, for I am your servant. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. All right. Now this psalm was given as a reflection, actually, on the uh, destruction of the Tower of Babel and the scattering of the people. And you'll note um, there's a distinction then between um, spirits, right? Um, where, did, where did it say? My spirit fails. Answer me quickly, O Lord, my spirit fails, right, in the face of what you have done to me, right? But then he says later, um, teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Let your good spirit, Holy Spirit, lead me on level ground, right? So we're not guided by the spirit of the age, by our own spirit, but rather all our life um, and faith is a gift to us, as we heard in this sermon of God the Holy Spirit, right, who leads us in the way of Christ. Good. All right, we have a new memory verse for the week. The Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. John 14, verse 26. Again, the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. John 14, verse 26. Right? Catechism for the week, appropriately, uh, given that it's the week of Pentecost, is from the third article of the Creed. What does this mean? I believe that I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him. But the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, sanctified and kept me in the true faith. In the same way he calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies the whole Christian church on earth and keeps it with Jesus Christ in the one true faith. In this Christian church, he daily and richly forgives all my sins and the sins of all believers. On the last day, he will raise me and all the dead and give eternal life to me and all believers in Christ. This is most certainly true. All right. So the appointed text for Pentecost evening or Pentecost Monday, depending on how you celebrate it, is Acts 10, beginning in verse 34, which is the preaching um, to the household of Cornelius, uh, and then skips to the very end of it. Um, but I thought we'd go back and uh, start at the beginning. We'll do a little catechesis on it today. All right, so we'll get more of the context than what you would typically hear on Pentecost Monday. All right, uh, one, one note before we uh, hear it, you'll recognize why this has been appointed in the context of Pentecost Eve, Pentecost Day, and Pentecost Tuesday, which will be tomorrow, um, is that the... Uh, those who appointed the lectionary are trying to show you the consistency of the gift given to the apostles or by way of the apostles to those who hear their preaching. Also, the context of their preaching. All right. So look for some similarities to what you heard from Acts 2 last week and then yesterday. And the following day, they entered Caesarea. Now, Cornelius was waiting for them and had called together his relatives and close friends. As Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter lifted him up, saying, Stand up, I myself am also a man. And as he talked with him, he went in and found many who had come together. Then he said to them, You know how unlawful it is for a Jewish man to keep company with one, with or go to one of another nation. But God has shown me that I should not call any man common or unclean. Therefore I came without objection as soon as I was sent for. I asked then, For what reason have you sent for me? So, Cornelius said, Four days ago I was fasting until this hour, and at the ninth hour I prayed in my house, and behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing and said, 
Cornelius, your prayer has been heard and your alms are remembered in the sight of God. Send therefore to Joppa and call Simon here, whose surname is Peter. He is lodging in the house of Simon a tanner by the sea, and when he comes he will speak to you. So I sent to to you immediately, and you have done well to come. Now therefore we are all present before God to hear all the things commanded you by God. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, In truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. The word which God sent to the children of Israel, preaching peace through Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. That word you know, which was proclaimed throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. And we are witnesses of all things which he did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they killed by hanging on a tree. Him God raised up on the third day and showed him openly, not to all the people, but to the witnesses chosen before by God, even to us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that it is he who was ordained by God to be judge of the living and the dead. To him, All the prophets witness that, through his name, whoever believes in him will receive remission of sins. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all uh, all those who heard the word, and those of the circumcision who believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then Peter answered, Can anyone forbid water that these should not be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then they asked him to stay a few days. Beautiful text, right? Okay. Um, So Peter arrives in Caesarea. It says here the following day. It's actually the fourth day um, of the account. Uh, Cornelius, interesting guy, right, had called together relatives and close friends right, into the home. So we like Pentecost, right, where we have all the people gathering, that 120, and then um, ultimately 3,000 souls being baptized, right? All right, what does Cornelius do when Peter enters? Ah, he falls down on his feet at his feet and worships him, of course. Peter's response is uh, to Cornelius, lifting him up, stand up, I am also a man, right, only a man, all right? And then he talks to the crowd that had been gathered, and uh, I think this is an important note, of course, for Pentecost, is that you had all of the Jewish converts being gathered together at Pentecost. Now we have Gentile converts as well. Um, those Jewish converts were from all over the world, though, of course. And here um, you have this Gentile family. And he notes that it was unlawful, according to Jewish law, right, for a Jewish man to keep company with Gentiles. Um, but God had shown him that he must not call any man common or unclean. Um, so uh, I think he's referring to, remember the vision of the blanket with the animals, right? And the, to common food and whatnot. See, the distinctions between the Jews and the Gentiles were largely ceremonial. Uh, what foods you could eat, what day, how much you could walk, what you could wear, uh, where you could go, who you could associate with, who you could eat meals with, right? And that's been set apart now. Table fellowship, you might call it, according to, I think Luke is very concerned about uh, who you eat with, right? Of course, that's related to the supper. All right, so it is four days ago previous that um, Peter says, oh no, that Cornelius says that he had been fasting um, and then has a vision, right? 
at the ninth hour of a man before him in bright clothing. We've met these people before, both in Luke's Gospel and in the Acts of the Apostles. Uh, But this connects to Peter. So if you know the context in the book of Acts, it was four days before that Peter was hungry and the vision came to him of not showing any partiality, right, in, in regards to meat and foods. And at the same time, Cornelius has the vision um, and he's fasting, you see? So the connection of food there is, is pretty strong. Um, this term for clothing is interesting that Luke uses here. I think the only other time he uses it, uh, the Greek word, is in the reference to the robe that Herod put on Jesus, right? Um, and that term for bright is referring, again, um, to the robe upon Jesus, perhaps, but then the the clothing of those that were at the empty tomb. So this is kind of a death and resurrection scene is what's being implied here, both Jesus' death and his resurrection. Why did the people come together? Of course, just like Pentecost. Uh, verse 33, we are all present before God to hear all the things commanded you by God. All right, all right. now Peter's sermon begins, helpfully, <laughs> He had he's learning this lesson. He's not always great on it, but I mean, even by Acts 15, he still I think still has some issues at the Jerusalem Council. But um, maybe that's an accommodation to uh, people like James of Jerusalem, right? Is that God shows no partiality in every nation, right? And this is actually pretty a pretty good summary of what we've read um, in the history of Israel, right? It doesn't matter where they go. God calls believers even out of other nations. You think of Rahab, you think of Ruth, right? Uh, He shows no partiality, but in every nation, whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. All right, now works righteousness. It may, uh, if you're of the Protestant persuasion, of the specifically the Lutheran persuasion, you're like, oh no, works righteousness, right? Um, What does this mean? Every nation that believes in the God of Israel, that has faith, that's the righteousness we're talking about, has the righteousness of Christ. All right, so the word was sent to the children of Israel, first, preaching peace, of course, through Jesus Christ, beginning in Jerusalem, then Judea, then to Samaria, and then to the ends of the earth, right? And that word that is preached throughout all Galilee and Judea during John's and Jesus's ministries, this is what Cornelius's house had heard of. Remember, Jesus did a fair amount of his a ministry near Caesarea. All right, so then Peter talks about what he witnessed, uh, which is the baptism that John preached, how, uh, let's see, God had anointed, verse 38, Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, um, that he went about doing good and healing those oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Jesus had been killed by hanging on the tree, metaphor for, of course, crucifixion. Um, But then God had raised him up on the third day and showed him openly to the chosen witnesses, right? So we see that rehearsal of um, the account of our Lord's uh, baptism all the way through to his uh, crucifixion and resurrection. Uh, Who was included in these witnesses, do you think? The chosen witnesses. Well, that would be Peter and the apostles who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead, as he says. So we're talking about the upper room. Um, Eating and drinking, of course, recalls Peter's vision of no, making no distinction on, uh, on meats now, uh, of course, Cornelius fasting, but ultimately connected to uh, eating and drinking the risen Lord in the sacrament of the altar, of course. So what had Jesus commanded? Verse 42, to preach to the people, right? And to testify that Jesus was ordained by God to be the judge 
of the living and the dead. Judge of the living and the dead. Sounds like the, like the creed, doesn't it? All right. And in case you thought it was just these apostles or these who had been uh, eyewitnesses of the resurrection, Peter reminds us, as he did back in um, at Pentecost with the prophet Joel, to him all the prophets witness that. What? Those who believe in his name receive remission of sins. Right? Again, this is a strong connection back to Acts 2 and Pentecost. Brothers, what must we do to be saved? Peter said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, for the remission or forgiveness of sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So where there is forgiveness of sins, there's life and salvation, because the Spirit is given through that word of forgiveness, of course. While Peter speaks these words, while he gives forgiveness, guess what happens? Verse 44, the Holy Spirit falls on those who heard the word. All right? And, uh, even those of the circumcision, so those of the Jews, right, um, are surprised because the gift of the Spirit is poured out on the Gentiles also. So now the Jewish believers hear the Gentiles behaving the way that um, the Jews did at, at Pentecost. Now the Gentiles are doing the same. They're speaking of the gospel of Jesus Christ in their own native languages, right? In the tongue of the gospel. So Peter declares, right? that God is showing them that the Gentiles should also receive the gift uh, of baptism and the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God for that. And so Peter commands them to be baptized, or to baptize them in the name of the Lord. So you see the compare and contrast here between Pentecost and this account, right? Um, like I said, Peter's going to struggle with this. Um, old habits die hard, as they say, and old faith dies even harder, I suppose. But the, the gospel is for all people. Jew and Gentile alike, there is no distinction, as Paul will say. Just as the Spirit was poured out upon the Jews on the day of Pentecost, he is now poured out upon the Gentiles. The Spirit of God is given to men through the preaching of the crucified and risen Lord, through whom we have been justified. Where the word is preached, there is the Spirit. Where that word is preached, there will surely be baptism, and the Lord will give the gift of remission of sins and of the Holy Spirit. Here the word of the Lord is confirmed that he spoke on the day of his ascension. All nations are to be baptized in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, that they may be made his disciples. All right. To that point, um, Jesus, of course, had spoken of the way the gospel, uh, it was to go forth to all nations, Jew and Gentile alike, um, all the way back in John chapter 3 with Nicodemus. So we, that's the gospel text for this day. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. The right. world includes everybody. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that the light has come into the world and the men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone who practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be clearly seen, that they have been done in God. Ah, John's gospel is just so beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, love that language. All right, we sing the hymn of the day for the week.
Let's uh, say a prayer on behalf of our civil government. Always pray uh, for them. Heavenly Father, give us civil authorities who will serve with integrity and faithfulness for the maintenance of justice, for uh, the punishment of evil doers, and for the praise of all those who do well. Grant all Christians faith in your gracious providence so that we may honor civil authorities and contribute to the common welfare of our nation. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Merciful Father, grant us faith to pray for the civil authorities and to trust that your, your, you will accomplish your good and gracious will through them. Teach us to live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness, and to be ready to do whatever is good in service to others in our community and nation, especially this day remembering those um, who have died in faithful service to um, their fellow citizens here and for the preservation of uh, peace, unity, and faith. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We pray this day 
uh, call it for the day. Hold on. Let me pull it up. Oh, I don't have it in front of me. Where do I get the collect for today? <laughs> Left the tablet at home. Give me a moment. Yes, for the Monday after Pentecost, let us pray. O God, who gave your Holy Spirit to the apostles, grant us the same spirit that we may live in faith and abide in peace. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Also, O God, on this day, Pentecost, you once taught the hearts of your faithful people by sending them the light of your Holy Spirit. Grant us in our day by the same Spirit to have a right understanding in all things, and evermore to rejoice in his holy consolation. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. O Holy Spirit, we cannot by our own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ our Lord or come to him. Call us to faith in Jesus by the gospel. Enlighten us every day with your gifts of baptism, absolution, and the Lord's Supper. And sanctify and keep us and the whole Christian church on earth with Jesus Christ and the one true faith. Forgive us our sins every day and give us the blessed hope of the resurrection to eternal life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We pray this day for faith to live in the promises of holy baptism for all vocations and daily work, for the unemployed, for the salvation and well-being of our neighbors, for our schools, our homeschools, our colleges and seminaries, and for good government and peace. We rejoice with those celebrating their birthday. Yesterday, Patrick. Today, Lydia. Pray for um, those rejoicing in their baptism. Yesterday, Samantha. We pray for the households of our church, especially Stephen and Jackie, Norm and Sandy, Jennifer, Catherine, Amanda, Doug, and Teresa. Continue to give thanks to God for the service of Mrs. Polster and Mrs. Larson to our school. Pray for our catechumens, uh, the children taking a break, the adults continuing. We pray for those ill, receiving treatment or recovery, especially Dale and Pam, Joe, Kelsey, Marion, Naomi, Christopher, Marcy, Brad, Gus and Eileen, Ron, Doug, O'Shea, Pat, Wade, Wendell, and Darlene. Pray for our homebound, Marcella, Walt, Dan, Paul, Dolores, Merlin, and Pauline. Pray for the missions and mercy work of the church, especially that of Lutherans for Life. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. It's good to have you with us here today on this um, Pentecost Monday, also Memorial Day, um, to pray together and begin the day this way. Um, People have been stopping by in the cemetery all morning to go decorate the graves of the fallen, which is appropriate this day. Um, It's the way to remember them. And, um, and like I said, we can give thanks to God, uh, for that kind of service to, uh, of love for neighbor, uh, which is as far as love for neighbor goes, there is no greater sacrifice for, to be sure, uh, but never, uh, letting that take the place of, uh, 
the death of Christ for the forgiveness of sins, which is always the caution, right? Um, so we do both, right? We celebrate both Pentecost and Memorial Day. All right. So God be with you today and always. I hope to see you again in the morning. We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church Sermon Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting stjohnrandomlake.org, that's stjohnrandomlake.org, slash support, and give today.